The sound of that tractor means it's time for us to go to work. Welcome to the Give Us the Dirt podcast powered by HGC. My name is Brandon Lindsay and I'll be your host. So Elizabeth and I, over the course of our marriage, we've lived in several different homes. We've moved around a good bit, and one of my favorite homes is the one that we had in Lexington, South Carolina. It was our first all-brick home, and I never will forget, it was just, it was beautiful. We, we thought we had made it, and we finally got that brick home. Uh, it's just nothing like it, nothing like that brick exterior. Some people, yeah, they like the stucco, they like the wood paneling, they like the cedar shake, but nothing says strong and solid like a brick. That's why the Commodores make a song about it. She's a brick house, right? It's, <laughs> there's something about it. People just love a brick home and a brick building. But how many times have you ever pulled up and really thought about what it takes to build that? And that every one of those bricks was laid by hand by a craftsman, an artist, if you will, uh, perfectly. And just every brick by hand by someone that's uh, mastered their trade and their craft. And so today's guest on the Give Us a Dirt podcast are going to tell us all about that. Griffin Masonry grew from two brothers with one crew in 1990 in Mint Hill to 45 crews today, if, if our research is right. So if you want to be in a place that you, know, you can experience a lot of big building boom, Charlotte is that place. We've experienced several of those over the years in Charlotte, and Griffin Masonry has not only been a part of that, they have grown with it. Um, so owners Scott and Tony Griffin are here with us today to talk about the company they started more than 35 years ago. Guys, welcome to the Give Us the Dirt podcast. Well, thank, thank you for you. having us. Thank you. Thank you for the day. So is this the first podcast? It is. It's for me. It's the first, first one for me, for sure. Well, it's not going to be you last. <laughs> After today, you guys are going to be rock stars. We've always been told we had more radio faces. so I think, yeah. well, you got a radio voice, too. You actually sound really good on the mic. So I've known you guys for a while, but, um, but the team here has done a little recon work, and we always do a little research trying to get ready for these. Um, and so... We ask a lot of people, you know, tell us what you know about Scott and Tony. So let's just assume for a second that, and, and Scott, we'll start with you. Assume for a second, we, we reached out to your wife and we said, tell us about Scott. What, did you, what do you think she said? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that's a good question. I would hope that she, was, she would say that, uh, that I'm a good father and that I'm a good husband. And... Uh, I hope that uh, I hope that that translates into the other parts of my life. But the uh, the most important thing that I would hope that she would say is that I was a good good husband and a good father, and uh, and that I work hard. Most important part, most important job you got, yeah, right? That's, lot, that's the biggest one I've got. Tony, what about you? Huh? They, he sort of took it from me. I, you know, I would hope it would be, I would hope it would be the same thing that I'm a I'm a good good husband and a good father and. Uh, we got four kids, and so it's a it's a it's a job. It just like going to work every day is a job. It's a job trying to make sure that you are that, and they're all different. And our families are close together in what we do. And we're growing up. We've uh, between the two of us, we've only got one at home uh, now. So uh, so they're growing up and doing things, and and it's fun and exciting to see the things that they are doing today. So uh, I, I would hope the same things uh, for that and that I work and that I work hard every day because that's a big part of what, what I do every day. I think so, it's awesome that both yeah. of you guys went with that, that you, you, you would rather be known as a good father, a good husband, a good person than a great business guy. Right. And uh, so I admire you both for, for putting that as the number one job and, and for going, I, I, we did not reach out to your wives. Okay. <laughs> we, just so you know, they did not tell us anything. So, but I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to, that's a fun way that we get you to introduce yourselves to our listeners here. Um, so I can't wait to hear this story. You guys have a very fascinating story. Um, want to talk about what got you here. So you founded Griffin Masonry over 30 years ago working out of the back of a truck with one brick crew and less than 30 employees. And now you're operating a company with 45 crews and just on the Griffin Masonry side, over 200 people. But we're going to learn there's, there's a lot more to that group than, than just the Griffin Masonry. So what sparked, again, Scott, we'll start with you. What sparked your interest in masonry, in the construction industry? Well, um, 
I'll tell you, first of all, I was very fortunate. So I had the opportunity. Uh, I'll tell you, it's the only job I've ever had. I've never had another job. I've never, I've never had a paycheck outside of Griffin Masonry. So, uh, I'm very thankful for that. I, well, I did have my, my, my job in high school, which is what got me started in the masonry industry. And in the small town of Mint Hill, there was, there was no grocery stores. There was no fast food at the time. So in order to have a summer job, you had to do construction. And I was extremely fortunate to get, a, to get the opportunity to, to start in the masonry trade. And I can vividly remember my first day. Uh, my foreman was awesome. He treated me fair. He treated me with respect. I knew nothing. I didn't. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I'm sure I was not very good uh, at that time. And I, but he stuck with me, and I was so so thankful that I had the opportunity to work with 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 that company and with that foreman, and uh, and it just uh, I loved everything about it. I loved the smell. I can still remember, you know, the smells that I had. When I could, when I smell mortar being mixed or brick being cut or wood being cut, and I just loved it. I loved being outside. I loved the people I got to work with. I loved building something that was so permanent, like you mentioned in the opening, is that you can ride back twenty years later, and and I can remember putting in that window seal, or I can remember topping out that chimney, and I can remember all of those things. And and to me, looking back, you know, really. The memories are what is so important, and I had such fond memories and still have them. I still love to go by a job today and, and get out and smell the smells and, and hear the sounds and, and all of the things that happen on a construction site, and I was just fortunate to have that opportunity. And so I knew early on that that's what I wanted to do. I'd like to tell you we had some big grand plan that we were going to fix the world and fix all, you know do all this stuff, but we really just wanted to lay brick. I was just in love with laying brick. And that's what I wanted to do. And so uh, fortunate for me, because that's what I like to do, uh, I didn't like to do some of the other things that went around with running a business. So that's where Tony came in. So I'll let Tony tell a little bit about his story. But I just fell in love with l- physically laying brick. And I still I still love to do it. Uh, I don't get to do it as much uh, as I would like to, or I probably can't do it as much as I would like to because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, as I get older and I'm out of shape, terrible. But I still love the art and the craft of laying brick. That's one of the best answers that I've ever heard to that question is that you knew from you knew all along. There was no question what you were meant to do and what you loved doing. You know, a lot of us struggle with, all right, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Man, it was clear for you. Yeah. I, and and I, th- I, the, I had to wait on my ride at the top of my street, and this guy pulls by in this truck. I'd never met him a day in my life, and, you know, he pulls over, and I jump in this truck, and I'm off to my first day of work, and I did it for the, I've done it for the rest, for the of, rest my of my life. life. So it is. I think that's a, a, a unique story. It but is. Uh, I'm just fortunate that, that, was, that that's my story. Now, Tony, what about you? Did you know that you were going to be doing <laughs> this? for the, Were you the same way? Mine's, mine's a little bit different. So, uh uh, uh, Scott wanted to cut. I'm, I'm three years older than Scott, so um, we both went to college at different times. But I went to law school and I graduated from law school. And wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, you have a law degree? I do, I told, I told you, we're, we're very different. <laughs> okay, this, very just different. Took, this just took a, another turn, yeah, yeah. So, but, so Scott jumps in the back of a truck and he <laughs> yeah. somebody and he starts laying brick for the rest of his life. You went to college and, and got a law degree. Where'd you go to school? I went to Davidson undergrad and I went to Wake Forest to law school. Wake Forest Law School in yep. Davidson, okay, yep. that okay, that's yep. interesting. So, um, but when I did that, um I realized my third year of law school, I got married my second year of law school, and I realized my third year of law school that I did not like it. And and I already had my job lined up, and it was with a firm that I had clerked for uh, after my second year. They were good people. I just didn't like it. And um, we both come – one other thing that uh, that I think is great is that – our parents have all my 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 dad has an oil company, so he's an oil distributor, and has been my my whole life, and still to this day, I don't think he'll mind that I tell this. He goes to work every single day, and he's eighty one, mm. and he he's there and does it, and that was the background. My mom worked there too. That was the background that we came from. That we saw that 
you know, our parents, you know, always worked for themselves in what they did. And that was very important. So I practiced, you'll like this part, I practiced law for six weeks. And uh, the firm that I was with asked, uh, they said they were going to split up. And they asked who I was going to go with. And I said, I'm not going with any of you. I'm getting out. So Scott's getting out of school at the same time that that is happening. And so that's when we decided that uh, my, my wife is a, is, is a true saint because she thought she was getting a lawyer and she got a laborer on a brick crew because I went out and started laboring at that time. And that's when we started Griffin Masonry at that time. So that's sort of... Uh, and that's I've sort been, of the story. You and I've been doing happened. these little side jobs all through school. You know, you could come yeah. home and build a mailbox or a patio in somebody's yard and shoot, come back with a little change in your pocket. And it was, you were a hero, you know, when you got back. <laughs> so it worked out worked out perfect. Yeah, Man, That is a yeah. game changer conversation. Honey, I am not going to law school. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah. No, I graduated. It, I graduated. I've got my law degree. Yeah. So, but it was a, uh, but. I don't use it very much. <laughs> I just know who to call. call. That's I'm going, the only thing. I'm going to start a bricklaying company. Yeah. 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 Incredible. I love so, that. That's exactly uh, why we've got you here yeah. on this. We want to hear that story. So you guys are, you're running, you decide we're going we're gonna to change gears. We're changing plans. We're going to start this company together. How do you do that? As I mean, working with families is a tricky thing sometimes. You guys, you're pretty close in age, three years apart. How did you do that? We're... You know, were you the visionary and you the integrator? Did you guys kind of just naturally get into your lanes and your own roles? Well, I, I think we have. And I think one of the things that's made that so doable is that we had our parents to, to be good models for that. And our parents worked together and, our, uh, you know, we've always heard that, oh, you don't want to work with your family. That's the only person we think you do work with. You know, we love working with family and we love the opportunity to get to work with each other and, uh, and that all started with with being able to see our parents do that. I think is where the where the where that started from. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think we have um, you know we had very different skill sets maybe, and uh, and so that helped us to migrate towards the things within business that uh, that we did best, and so it allowed us to uh, to work well there. I mean, I've. I mean, there is nobody in the world that I see more than Scott. You know, I don't see anybody else. We share the same office, uh, the actual office. And, and so, you know, it's, um, uh, it's always been a good thing. And, and uh, you know, I've always seen it as a huge advantage that we are together and do those things. And it's never a problem that we are brothers. It's a, it's a great thing. That we're Hats brothers. off to you. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that, too. Is that still the case? You still have, like, what about your kids? Still family business? Or they're, or you know, um, well, I have two children that are in the business. Both of my children are, and Tony has one that he is. And, you know, we're, uh, we welcome that. We're excited about that. We think that they're good people. And uh, that's where it starts. And uh, you know, we're 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 gonna uh, they're gonna learn their our business. And uh, but we've never really I've never really considered Griffin Masonry a family business because it's not it's it's not it's named Griffin Masonry, but it's everybody that works at Griffin Masonry is a big part of Griffin Masonry, and nobody. It doesn't matter what your last name is. It doesn't matter what my last name is. I think that it's just a good. Uh, we try to have that culture at Griffin Masonry is that it's uh, it's all of our families. We love the fact we have a lot of parent of uh, of uh, uh, people that work with us that their children have came to work with us. And to me, that's the that's the pinnacle of of what I wanted to see happen is that if the father or the mother worked there and they were excited to have their children come to work here. And to me, that's uh, then then we've done some things right. And whether it's our children or their children, I'm equally excited about that. Yeah, when we when we talk about it being a family business, we, it's it's everybody's the family. And we this morning, uh, our HR director told me that someone's son was coming to work for us uh, full time, I and mean, he's 18 and just gotten out of school, and uh, and he's coming. And I was I was so excited. 
that he is coming. And I, I don't know him yet, but I'm excited that his son is coming to work for us, and I think that's a great thing. So, yeah. Totally new definition on family business, right? You, I love yeah. how you describe that, that your name doesn't have to be Griffin to be yeah. part of the family well, the business. Family. It's the, it's that's the, right. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I love that definition. I we, think that's great. We each have a daughter that works there, and her name isn't Griffin now either. They're both right. married. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, so yeah. Well, hats so off to good. you for being yeah. able, you know, because that's what you're talking, you're talking about a culture, a, a very inclusive culture that tells everyone, no matter what your last name is, you still got every opportunity to succeed. Here yes. at this company. Absolutely. Because exactly you're part right. of this family. That's exactly right. And I think that culture comes from the top. So hats off to both of you for being able to create that environment for your people. Thank and you. And it's, it's you. clear yeah. that they enjoy it because you guys are growing, right? You've, yeah. Tell me about the growth. Oh, uh, <laughs> it is. We're just in, in – you mentioned it earlier is that we, we were part of our uh, – part of what our success has been is that <clears throat> we were in Charlotte at the right time. You know, we started in, in, in the – in the early nineties and 90, and we got to experience that growth. And now we're experiencing that growth again. And as we've got this new generation of, of workforce that started and is, uh, and is entering the workforce and is, and is starting to become part of that Griffin Masonry family. Now we've got that opportunity to grow again. And, and we see the excitement that they have and doing things and, and they bring new ideas and new innovations to the things that, uh, that we that we would have probably never seen without some of those new ideas and, and new thoughts and new uh, new ways of doing things. So we're excited now. My excitement comes from their excitement. I'm not uh, my day to day isn't in that necessarily, but I get excited seeing them make improvements and them progress and to grow and develop with the company. So uh, very excited about that. You know, a lot of people in our industry are scared of that. They're scared of the new generation of construction workers and having to adapt their businesses to attract those people and to and uh, to welcome the ideas and the innovation. But you guys embrace that. That's actually something you look for, and I think that's unique and one of the secrets to your success here. Talk to me about that because that is the that is the sole reason we started this podcast. Right, is to show someone that's considering a, an industry to get into and maybe considering the construction industry a different side of the business that they don't see when they just pass by the sites on the on the road. You know, we wanted to show them that uh, there, there are great stories, there are great uh, takeaways from this business, reward, satisfaction, but you can also have a long, sustainable, prosperous career in this industry. How do you guys do that at Griffin Masonry, how do you how do you show that side, and then how have you adapted to accommodate this new generation? I guess one of the things that uh, that that I'm proud of that we're doing, and I'm excited that we're doing. Um, several years ago, we started an internship program, and our internship program um, is is it's really a summer internship program. But some of our interns work beyond that in that time. And one of the things that we set up, we, we didn't think that, uh, that a lot of kids today and even and when I say kids, I mean, they're, they're, we have people that are in high school and that are also in college and that are just getting out of the workforce that are in our internship program. And they, didn't, they, didn't, they don't have opportunities today to get out and to work and to understand. I mean, you can do – fast food and I'm not downing fast food or anything like that but there's a difference in what we do and and in seeing at the end of the day that I help build that and I can I can go by there and I can take my friends by there and that's the job that I'm working on and at the end of the day it's different and our internship program um, has been very successful and we know some people coming in have no desire to get in our business. And I'm just as excited about those people getting in there and seeing what it is that we do because sometimes it changes. You know, sometimes their thought process changes when they get in there and they see what the opportunities are because, I mean, there are there is a multitude of opportunities for you to do different things. I mean, you can be – I have accountants too. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to – lay brick but i have great craftsmen that are out there laying brick brick that are pouring concrete that are you know that are digging footings you know 
lots of different people that are out there doing lots of different jobs. And you can almost create your own position when you get out there. If there's something that excites you, I mean, we look for things. If you come to me and tell me that something excites you, you know, we we try to figure out a way for that to fit. And we're excited about that internship program. It's worked out really, really well for us. And I think, uh, and we've got a lot of good people that have, uh, that have come into the business through that program. Through the program. Through and the program. So where do you and find your interns? How do you get your interns? Well, a lot of it's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's uh, uh, young people in the community. Uh, we do some high school recruiting that we go to some of the high schools and, and a lot of different lot of different uh, avenues. But what who I want to talk to aren't the kids. You know, I don't I want to talk to the parents. What we've got to what we've got to encourage are the parents. And right now, I feel like the construction industry is only pulling from a little small pool of people whose parents support, uh, you know, a, a job outside of a four-year degree that you go to do something else. And so, if I have the opportunity, I love to talk to parents about what you, what your child's future is and what's happening and what's going to take place. And until we get that side of it. Uh, swinging a little bit more in that direction, uh, I call it. I have a, a, a phrase: is that you have to you have to have exposure. And as as you well know, I've I've got other passions that I like to follow with bird dogs and other things. Is that you have to give something. You have to give it the uh, the opportunity and the exposure. And if you don't if you don't give something the exposure or the opportunity, they never know. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of young kids out there that I'm sure, like me, I was just looking for a summer job to get some to get some spending money, and it turned into a the the most fabulous career I could have ever imagined. So, uh, but I had my parents gave me the opportunity. I didn't really know the opportunity. My parents gave me that opportunity, and I was so thankful for that, and continue to be thankful every day. So. Uh, We've just got to work on exposure, and you just don't know what you don't know. You know, you don't know how good a homegrown tomato is until you've had a homegrown tomato. You think a store-bought tomato is just as good when really it's not. Which is the beautiful so, part of the internship program. Yeah, it gives, gives you an them, opportunity. It gives them a chance to come in and test drive it, and you guys to see if they're cut out for it and if they're right. a good fit for the business. So I right. think it's great, and I think that's going to be the difference in the companies that are able to survive downturns in the economy and dips in construction activity, the ones that are prepared to be able to take someone that has no experience in the business and give them the tools and the resources and the time to train them how to do it. And that's what you're doing with the internship program. So I love the combination of both of those strategies that, hey, we'll teach you how to do the business. Uh, and, you know, come give us a chance, test drive this thing, see what you think about it. But then I also love... Scott, you like the Dabo Sweeney of, of, of construction. <laughs> like you like, man, forget the kid. I'm going after mom and dad yeah. right now. I got to convince them. I yeah. got to recruit them. If I can convince <laughs> them, I'll get the kid. Yeah. Right. I love that. That's and right. we do bring them in. We bring parents in because we want to show them. It's important. It's, this is what we're doing. And then we celebrate at the end. We have a we have a celebration where we bring the parents and the families and, and you know, whoever's worked for us at that time, and we – we have a celebration at the end of it, so it's it's a good it's a good program. So Again, enjoy it. Goes back to an incredible culture. So let's let's talk about that because all the things that you've been talking about here in in the construction space, I would venture to say that that's pretty innovative, right? That's not typical way of thinking in our industry. Um, one of the words that constantly comes up when we ask people about you and Scott, particularly you, I think this is part of your personality is that. Innovation and Tony, it may be you too. That it, it may be a combination, but we we particularly hear it with with you, Scott. That you're an innovator. You're constantly thinking of ideas and uh, new ways to do things. Is that accurate? And and if so, how has that helped you in your business? Well, uh, we would like to think so as a company, and are uh, uh, we always strive for continual improvement? That's a big word around our office is continual improvement. And it doesn't matter how we do something or or why we're doing something the way it is. It's always worth challenging, challenging and asking. And I think that's really what we're seeing with with this new workforce that we're having is that there's new things that we are going to have to do, and there's innovative ways that we're going to have to do it. And we're very interested in what those look like and and what can happen with that. But it's uh, 
it's it's our culture. We want it to be Griffin Masonry's culture, not just not just Scott or Tony Griffin. Is that we strongly encourage everybody at Griffin Masonry, whether you're whether you've been there for thirty years or whether you've been there for for three months. If you've got a better way to do something or a more innovative idea, that's what we want our culture to be. And uh, I think we've done a good job of that because a lot of our ideas that I may get some credit for may have actually come from somebody. I just have the key to the comment box. Mm-hmm. So that were, that helps if you have the key to the lock. You know, that helps. I, I got a new idea for But us. the ideas are coming from everywhere. From everywhere. And, that's and you what, welcome that. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And we can't do them all. We can't do them all. And, and everybody understands that. And uh, But the ones that, that – that can make the whole better and can and can make the industry better. I think that's one thing that we've been uh, conscientious of is that we're industry folks. We love the masonry industry. It's not just Griffin Masonry or it's not just uh, our particular builders that we work for, but it's the masonry industry that we think is uh, is you know it's it's all important. But we strongly support the industry as well. So can you think of it? So. Do you have an example of an idea that came from a team member that when you opened up that idea box and you're like, wow, that, that could be a game changer? Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's lots we've made. Uh, you guys sometimes have a, a lot of other yeah. businesses, right? So have some of these other businesses come from those ideas? I think, I think one, of our, one of our first things that we did was we started in the, in the poured wall basement business so this was 27 years ago that was very new to this market not very much at all in this market other parts of the country had poured in place basement walls but uh we were struggling to to lay block in a basement we just didn't think it was a as good a product as we could maybe offer with a with a poured in place concrete wall uh they were tough to get in the basements, and the lots were bad, and there was a lot of different things that were going on that we didn't think was the best way to do it. So we made this investment in a set of aluminum panels, and we we still laugh about this a lot in our offices. Uh, we remember when that tractor and trailer load of all these 10,000 different sizes of aluminum panels showed up, and that was the first time Tony and I had ever even seen panels like that, and we thought, oh, my, what have we got ourselves into it turned out to be the very best thing we've ever done. Where did the uh, idea come from? Because no one else was doing that at the time, right? It, you know, it just came. Uh, other parts of the country were okay. doing it. It just wasn't very much here. And what people were doing, what people looked and viewed a basement in this market is, oh, we got to build another basement. And we thought there was a better way to do that. Let's let's embrace this bad lot. Let's put a nice living space down here, or. A, an economical way to build this house on this difficult lot because that's the beauty of some of these neighborhoods is the the topography and the other things that are happening. So instead of making that a negative, let's turn that into a positive, figure out how we can do this better and 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 better, faster, cheaper. And that's what we that's what we did. So I still think that it was a regardless of where the idea started, I think the the group of us embraced that. The first guy that ran that, we pulled a guy out of our shop. We pulled a guy out of a truck driving position. We just pulled this team together that that ultimately became the division that's now our poured wall division. Ironically, those guys are still in those positions, and so we're very proud of that. But uh, that also led to the to the concrete pumping business that we started, and it led to Blue Dot Ready Mix that that came later down the road. So all of those things. Sp- were spawned by the by the and I feel like were spawned by the by the poured wall basement business because that was really the the catalyst that really got us in the concrete business. That was a pivotal moment. In pivotal. The, it really was in the life of the company. There, yeah. it sounds like that was a game changer. Thank goodness we got a picture of that tractor and trailer pulled up <laughs> in our yard with all those panels on it. We thought, oh my goodness! I mean, there was thousands and thousands of little parts and pieces, and we well, it was thought, a huge risk too. I, I yeah, mean, that was a huge gamble. Yeah. yeah, not well, one soul knew how to put one together. So, <laughs> so uh, Tony, we figured it out. Talk to us about. So you mentioned some of the other businesses. What are those businesses? Uh, well, we've got uh, Blue Dot Ready Mix uh, is one of our businesses, and then we've got uh, Blue Rebar uh, that does rebar fabrication, uh, and it's, it's located in Monroe, and we have um, uh, Patriot Concrete Pumps that does concrete pumping. We've got Corian Kiln, which sells um, 
any type of stone, synthetic or natural stone, uh, does does that. We have Old North State Masonry, which specializes in um, in in more uh, uh, institutional and uh, commercial grade masonry in what it does. It doesn't do anything uh, residential. We have a uh, of longleaf packaging, which uh, longleaf uh, packages dry mix products, uh, concretes, mortars, those things, which we think uh, there again, it was more of a, we always looked at things as like a pie, a pie and, you know, we already had uh, a customer base, you would say, in that, and we just kept adding pieces of pie to that and pieces of pie that we could do you know, what can we do and what can we do better than we are currently, you know, can we get concrete better? Can we pump better? Um, can we get uh, dry mix products better? And we continue uh, continue to do that. That's sort of our, that's our latest thing is Longleaf and it's in, it's in um, uh, Vance, South Carolina. So it's down there. And that was our first, uh, uh, as our first prize into something that we were making that was packaged. I mean, we'd we'd first gone to concrete. And what are you making, and what is that? It's it's a it's a it's a dry mix concrete that you would add. You'd add water, and you know if you were doing a, a post hole, if you were putting up your basketball goal, and you would put that bag of concrete in there and, and mix it with water uh, when you do it. But we also do mortars. Uh, so those are uh, one thing that we're, we're really proud of is our pre uh, is our engineered premixed mortar. So it comes with the sand already included. So all you're having to do is add water at that point to uh, to so that you have uh, mortar on the job. It saves saves in labor uh, on the job. In what we're doing, we think it's much safer in what we're doing on the job because you're not having to shovel sand. When you're out there, you're just putting that bag in and putting water in. Um, so we think there are a lot of good. It's more consistent in what we're doing because, you know, everybody says you put X amount of shovels of sand in to make a bag. But your shovel of sand and my shovel of sand are very different or my shovel of sand. Yeah, from, I can, you're going to have a lot from, more sand on your yeah, shovel right, than I from, am. <laughs> From number one to number fifteen, mine are getting lighter. Uh, so, uh, so you know, it's it's a lot more consistent uh, product in what we're doing. So we're proud of that. But that's the first time that we've had uh, um, a, a facility that manufactures something like that. So that's a that's been a, a new innovation for us, and we're uh, we're happy that it's only it's only been up about a year and a half now. Products uh, taken so, off. Yeah, it has. And, and what we tout is that it's a professional-grade product. Yes. So it's very different than what you may go buy in a, a local hardware store, which is more of a homeowner-grade product. Ours is a professional-grade. So what we feel like is from an industry standpoint, we want – we want Masons to love it. We want a Mason to like the feel of it on his trowel and, and like the feel of it in the pan and how it tools and how the brick are laid with it. So that's where we feel like we have an advantage in the market is that we're actually the testers. We're testing the product and producing the product. So we want it to be good for Griffin Masonry, but we also want it to be good for the industry, and the industry should be able to uh, to, to to benefit from the mix that we've got or the additives that we've done or the way that we package it. So we're very excited about that, not just from a Griffin masonry standpoint, but like we talked about earlier, really from an industry standpoint, we're excited about that. I think that's incredible. And what kind of endorsement, what better endorsement can you get than, Hey, we're using it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Every day. And we're seeing it and we're, and we can tweak it. We've made tweaks to it as we've gone along, but which I think that's the benefit of, of what we can do. So we're, we're, uh, we're thankful that our guys are giving us that feedback that we've always asked for. If there's a better way to do it, we want to hear about it. If there's a better, if this, if we make this product better, let us know. We'll make those tweaks. So that culture is carried on into the into the Longleaf packaging culture as well. So we're we're excited about that. I don't think I had any idea the scope of the, the all the different businesses and how big this is. You know, so it's it's so much more than just the Griffin Masonry side. You've got all these horizontally integrated businesses 
that are helping to support that, uh, that main core business that you have, which is incredible. So how many employees over the group? You know, um, I'm not sure I even know the answer to that. I, uh, uh, 500? I, I would think it would be north of yeah, considerably north that. of that, but incredible. Uh, but you know, uh, and we we thought this in two thousand and nine. We were we were we Griffin Masonry was actually had more employees in two thousand and nine than we do today. Now we have some other we have some other labor avenues that we use on the Griffin Masonry side. But I can remember Tony and I having a conversation back then, thinking, "Whoo, we don't want to get back here again." You know, if we never survive this recession, we won't ever get back to this size again. So we kind of quit focusing on headcount, and we, we, we focused on some other things, some innovative-type things and getting better, getting more efficient. So I think that the thing that we're the proudest of now is that we may have a few less Masons that we had in, in 09, but I would dare say we're probably laying more brick yeah. today than we did then with less men. So. How many uh, brick will you lay on an annual basis? What is an average? Oh gosh, I should have had that number. I should. I should have. Well, thought I of threw that, that out to you. Yeah. Kind of. That's, that's a tough uh, one there. Yeah, you know, we figured that uh, it was been several years. I can't remember what it was. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a good. That's a, a good lot. question. Yeah, we'll we'll. Uh, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. Well, let, yeah, let's do. Take me through just because I don't know enough about it. Take me through brick one hundred and one right now. What what is a brick? What makes a brick? In my opinion, it's the most it's the most versatile uh, building product that's ever been created. And I know that it's not the most used. I think concrete's probably the most used, but it's not quite as versatile. Uh, and it's it's durable. It uh, it's beautiful. Uh, what is it made of? It is it is kaolin clay, and uh, so there's veins of it. North Carolina is very uh, very fortunate to have a lot of man a lot of brick manufacturers. We're uh, I think we're second, maybe the most brick manufactured in the United States is North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. I think maybe Texas may beat us, but uh, it's just a, it's just a it's just a product that comes out of the ground that doesn't have anything added to it that just goes through a process and is fired at an extremely high temperature and builds and you can build these wonderful buildings with it. I just think there's something there's something you know there is there's something, something interesting about that. I don't know I, I don't know how to put it into words, but it doesn't go through a there's no it's man made, but there's no man it's all earth and 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 labor and toil that put it together that create it. And there's just something about that that I think's it is uh, there is a bit of nostalgia associated with brick. And it, you just love it. And one of the oldest uh products, building products in history. Yeah. How much does a brick cost? Uh well there's I, I sound like I'm dodging your, you know, you can get brick, you can get brick up from a dollar brick. Uh, some of these brick that we have to import in from, from the Midwest and all that are architectural spec that are beautiful, but are different than we have here. You know, we're up in the dollar brick, or you can get a very economical 30 cents a brick in this market, 30, 32 cents a brick in this market. And, uh, is there a brick shortage? You know, I have not heard uh, of a brick that's shortage. That's probably one of the Let's only knock building. on something. I don't think we haven't heard of a brick shortage yet. That may be one of the only building products that's yeah. not in yeah. shortage mode. Have Let's you, be sure yeah. that gets on the tape. Then there's no shortage of brick. We can build. <laughs> all, we can lay all the brick you can get, and I we can it. provide all the mortar you want. <laughs> have you seen a spike in business with all the other material shortages? Like, is brick more in demand now because of wood prices or lumber prices, or you know, have you seen an uptick in the demand? We really haven't felt it yet. I don't mm -hmm. think it. I don't think we're to that cycle yet. I think that this short, that this lumber shortage and this spike in prices have probably not hit the hit the plan table yet. I, I think we call it the plan. You know, those aren't in design, but there's certainly a lot more discussion about uh, alternative building products, whether it's masonry, housing, and that's something that we're very interested in. Is that can we build an all masonry house and it have no wood in it? It's a it's a multi-wife masonry wall, uh, eco-friendly, uh, energy-efficient 
how how efficient can we do that product now and just do away with uh, you know do away with the frame of the house and make that all masonry so ideas like that are being discussed uh, so hopefully hopefully that takes hold uh, hold in some way it may never be mainstream I get that but uh, hopefully there's a little traction out there for us so we we want to, and I couldn't get the pictures to pull up, but I want to, um, you guys got started in this uh, early age. You were you were laying brick. Your passion was laying brick. Do you still get to lay brick? I, I mean, do. you're the boss. Well, I, last Saturday we went out and put in a little foundation for a, for a customer, and I was able to go out and work with them on a Saturday. And, uh, you know, it felt so good. I don't know what it was. Well, it felt good Saturday morning. Saturday night it didn't feel quite as good as I thought it was. <laughs> it hurts was a little more. Yeah, than it, it, used it to. wasn't feeling quite that good, but. What yeah. about you, Tony? Are you still doing it? I am. I'm, it is rare that I get out to do it. And yeah. I, uh, I get on uh, out on job sites, but it is rare that I do out, do any of the physical labor on the job sites that they're doing out there. But it's uh, uh, it's still you know it's still something I love. Even around my house, I love doing things around my house. But uh, but out on the job, I would be a detriment to any of our crews that are out there. You're doing them a favor <laughs> yeah, yes. by not showing it. Well, That's you're still great. working just as hard. I mean, you guys are growing, you're expanding. You guys, you have a presence in Raleigh too, right? We do. We so, do. we have is uh, we have an office in Graham that covers sort of from Greensboro okay. to Raleigh. Gotcha. Uh, even up into Wake Forest. <laughs> yes. So are you still in expansion mode? We're there, always we're the, always looking for opportunities. Give us the and, dirt and tell yeah. us what's the next what's the next city we're we're gonna see. I, you know, I'm, Griffin Masonry. We're, we're still looking at that. We're not we're not sure. It's we're you have to filter opportunities because not every opportunity that comes along is a great opportunity. You know, it may seem like it at the time, but the key to any opportunity that we see is people. And if we don't have the right people in the right place, it doesn't matter if it's the greatest place in the world if you don't have the right people. And we have been, we've always been fortunate to have really good people. We, uh, you know, we just celebrated uh, the 30-year anniversary with three of our employees that have been with us. And, you know, and they're still young And we guys. only had five. They're still young We only guys. had five 30 years ago, and yeah. three of them are still with us. Yeah, so, so <laughs> and, incredible. Uh, yeah, so we are, we're always looking for those opportunities. We're always looking for also opportunities for our employees to advance. You know, we're, we're, we're dedicated to what it is that they are doing. And if, and if we can provide opportunities for them, then that's also a good thing. So, um, you know, it doesn't mean that it has to be a new person that's in a new place. It may be somebody that we have now that sees that as an opportunity as well. So, uh, so I'm not. Uh, it's not that I'm holding back on you and where it is. We're just not sure right yet. Well, I think that's that great because you know yeah. anybody that's looking at a new opportunity, you sit down and you and you evaluate that opportunity for whatever metrics that you're looking at, right? And I yeah. think it says a lot about you that the very first thing that you're looking at is the people. Right. And right. without that, none of the rest of it matters, right? It, right. It, all the shiny distraction parts of an opportunity or, or a new yeah. market or an acquisition, n- none of that happens without the people. Right. And so That's I think right. that says a lot about you guys and, and how you've been successful um, so far. So. And we're, a lot of it also has to do with where our builders go. Sometimes we have builders that go to new markets, and ask us to come. That's sort of how we got in the Graham uh, market and, and Raleigh and you all up through there. We went for a client. And and we're looking at some of those things right now, and hopefully that pans out. And it pans out for them, and it pans out for us. And we're excited about that, but, uh, but you know, a little bit early, maybe. Would you agree? Yeah, and I, and I think, that, there again, it, it – um, I think that we're doing things right when our clients ask us to go and we'll still do a little traveling. We'll, we'll still travel, maybe not set up a, an office there, but we will travel some for the right, for the right client that, and, and the right job. And if we've got the people that we do a lot of work in the mountains of North Carolina and we love working up there, we, we have a wait list to go up there to work in the summer because it's about 15 degrees cooler on grandfather. You know, so everybody's ready to go to the mountains to work in the summer so we get an opportunity to work up there, and we're very, very fortunate for that opportunity. And, uh, you know, so who knows what the next one is. But there's one out there. 
Yeah. It's great. I love the yeah. fact that you guys are still growing. You're still looking at those opportunities. and uh, But now you have the secret to that uh, formula. You know what to look for. You know how to grow. All right, so we've got just we got time for just one more. And I want you to pretend for a second that I am, Tony, I want you to pretend I am that kid that's trying to find an internship for the summer or Scott I'm that I'm that dad that's trying to find an industry uh for my for okay. my kid you're first Tony yeah okay so okay. what do okay. you say okay when when we have someone come in um I think that just in the construction industry we want to show them how many opportunities there are there and how many good people there are to work with and to learn from and when you start, you know, everybody, when they start, nobody comes in and starts laying brick. You know, you're going to st- come in and you're going to start laboring, which is making mortar and setting scaffold and learning to operate a forklift. But then as you start to move on up, and it gives you this sense of, I mean, it's just a great feeling when you start to learn that craft and you know that everybody out there that is laying brick did the exact same thing that you did you know they had to go through that process as well and it doesn't matter if it's your foreman if it's your supervisor he did the same thing same thing on the concrete side you know you don't come out there and just you know day one you're the foreman you're learning processes and as you learn that you know i think it gives you this this great sense of accomplishment that you are going through that and i think i think that's just a great thing in life it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you do you know if you if at the end of every day you feel like you accomplish something that's a great feeling and when you go home and you and you did that that's a great feeling and so i think it's to start to to do that and to to show people that we want to train you you know we want you to get better and that's our goal. And our goal, you know, the main thing that we're focused on uh, is employee-based, you know, because if we get – it doesn't matter how many clients we have uh, and it doesn't matter what name is out on the uh, – you know, out in the, in the front of the building. If we don't have great employees who, who do great work, then none of it means anything and we won't have any of the others. So – our focus, and we want them to know that our focus is on them coming in, and we want you to get better, and we want you to get to a to a point where it's a it's a great career. You know, it isn't a job; it's a career when you get into it. And we want to make sure that people understand that when they're coming in, that uh, you know, it's it's a it's a good thing, and you know, it's a good team. It's very team oriented, so it gives you a great feeling. I, that's one of the things that we consistently hear from interns is that it felt great being part of a team when you were out there. And I think that's a, you know, that's a big part of what it is that we do is, uh, is, is very team oriented. So. All right, Scott, I, my kid is trying to figure out what to do with the rest of their life. And keep in <coughs> mind, I just had somebody in here from the IT industry and the hospitality industry and the banking industry why do I send them to you? And, and and I'm good with that, Brandon. You know they're they're good to industries too. But there's there's no substitute for hard work. Whether you're going to play hard or work hard, just just work hard. If you're, I can't. I don't. If you're, uh, if if I could tell parents one thing, it doesn't matter whether you decide to stay in the masonry industry or you're going to be a doctor or an attorney or an IT guy or whatever. You've got to work hard, and there's nothing wrong with working hard. And I just don't know how to stress that enough. And so if, if, if your son or daughter decides to go to work at a fast food place, work hard in a fast food establishment. There's nothing wrong with working hard. And we should embrace that as parents, not – you know, nobody needs to be mollycoddled when they get home from a hard day's work. Oh, you know, let me do that. That's that's the rest of your life you need to work hard. You need to get up and go to work and work hard every day. That's how you get satisfaction. And it's not for the money. It's not for the for the accolades. It's for the sense of purpose in your in, in who you are. 
I saw a stat the other day that was talking about bullies in school. And a lot of bullies in school come from parents that don't like their job. And I thought, what an odd connection is that is that the kid sees that the dad doesn't like what he does and then takes it out on somebody else. Hmm. And I thought, what an interesting way to look That's at things. So when we take these kids away from what may be what they enjoy doing and think, oh, you don't want a hard day's work. A hard day's work is what gives you satisfaction. When you go home in the, at night and you lay your head down on that pillow and you've had a hard day's work, you're satisfied. Now, you may be tired and satisfied, but you're satisfied. And that's where I think that we, when we talked earlier about you, you just have to have exposure. People like that exposure. You don't have, and if you come to work with us, if you send your kid to work with us, you don't have to worry about giving him vitamin D to get sun. He'll get all the sun he wants. <laughs> you know, he doesn't need any vitamin D pills at the end of the day. An extra He'll benefit. Get a, I that's love right. That. That's right. So, uh, all right, I'm sold. I'm sending. My, I'm sending them to you. Okay. So you who, guys did, did a great who job. Did, did did I sell you or did Tony sell you? No, we I, just we I, just want to know. To be honest with you, I love the strategies because <laughs> hard work is not going to apply to the kid as much as it is the parents. Right. Right. They're going to hear that and they're going to say, "I mean, I don't want any part of that. That sounds hard." Uh, yeah. But the parents understand the value of the hard work and what that gives them, and and everything else that comes along with that. That sense of accomplishment and pride and structure and discipline and all those things and you guys are a true testament to the benefits of hard work you guys uh, congratulations on all that you've been able to do I know you give credit to your team and all of your people and if I'm an employee of any of Griffin Masonry or any of these other companies that you guys are a part of and I'm listening to this podcast I am extremely proud right now to be part of that family and to have you guys at the helm leading the way so uh this was this was very fun this was great this was exactly what i hope to get out of it to hear a little of your story but also to show a side of construction that people don't get to see and to hear why it's important to consider these opportunities and and this industry. So thank you guys so much for being brave enough to come on here and take this on. Uh, and you, you were great. So I hope you enjoyed it. We thank did. You. Thank you very thank much you for you having very us. Much. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Us the Dirt. Our podcast is powered by Hoopa Grading Company in Charlotte, North Carolina, and produced by Well Run Media and Marketing. Visit our website at giveusthedirtpodcast.com and subscribe to this podcast on Apple and Google so you never miss an episode.